How about them cats? What a win. Ollie, who's the player of the game from this game? This one's a bit more clear-cut for us. I think Jeremy Cameron, player of the game. What an absolute superstar. Uh, this is one of the most pulsating games of football I've seen in a long time. And I think Jeremy Cameron, from a Geelong point of view, stood up head and shoulders above the rest. He was an alchemist. Everything he touched turned to gold. He kicked Geelong's first goal. He was a link in the chain and the match winner. Let's just go through some Cameron moments. What's your favourite Cameron moment from this game? Uh, so this one won't come up. It'll come up as a handball, but he was uh, tracking the ball and he had Jeremy Howe uh, right up his ass, and then he just went to ground and somehow he just emerged with the ball. And then he handballed it to Hawkins, to Selwood, to Stengel, so a pretty handy line. And then that ended up in a close goal. Close, close goal, I think. What quarter was that? That was in the... Last quarter. Last quarter. It so was the second last goal, I think. So, so, yeah, even though he'll only get the handball in that, watching the game, you knew that that was a really big moment. Because when he was coming up to the ball, I didn't know what he was going to do because if he picked up the ball, he would have just been tackled. Absolutely. You know? He he was incredible. He My favourite moment is his kick to Rowan in the second quarter. It was off the back of a stoppage. Selwood released the handball and Cameron sort of checked the kick and popped it up for Rowan and Rowan kicked the goal. Yeah. Give me some other Cameron moments. Yeah. Uh, so then, so he kicked three goals and I'll, what I want to point out is that his second and third goals were instant replies. So yeah, Collingwood had kicked a goal and then bang, Jeremy Cameron goal. And uh, what, which goal stood out to me was his goal from the boundary in the third quarter. Yeah, he had a little giggle to himself yeah. because the fans were getting into him so much. And he dropped punt just straight through the middle. It was it was a special goal. A special player, special goal. Amazing. He really stood up to the moment. Another Jeremy Cameron moment that I loved, he had a sizzling kick to Duncan for a goal in the third quarter. It was a, just a gorgeous kick. Yeah, no, he was um, he was the player of the game. He was he he stood up. He was the difference. It's Jeremy's world. We're just living in it. Yeah, no, I think so. Other players on the best for you? Yeah, uh, so I've got a few, but uh, the next person, the only other person who I thought came close would have been uh, Tom Stewart. Mm-hmm. He was an absolute beast down back. Um, yep. Man, he's a four-time All-Australian. You just know every time he's uh, he goes up for the ball he, and he contests for the ball, he makes his mark yep. on the contest. Um yeah, he's just an absolute, absolute superstar. I, I love Tommy Stewart. What did you think of Selwood's game? Yeah, I think this was the best Selwood game I've seen for a while. Um, so he's getting a, a bit older. Um, but he, yeah, he just willed himself to contest to contest. Um, had some important clearances as well, important tackles. Um, so yeah, no, really likes it. A real captain's performance, I, I feel, by, by uh, Selwood. I so, agree. He didn't go away. Uh, he had a hand in that. Um, link for the Rowan goal that I mentioned earlier that came off the Cameron pass. But in the last minute, uh, they were tracking the Pies who had released Maynard. Pendlebury had a really handy uh, hand pass over the back to Maynard and then the Pies kind of mucked it up and Selwood was tracking. He just hung in there, which is imperative against a side like the Pies who was so clean at linking up. You just have to give yourself a chance if the chain unravels. 
Selwood, it bounced for him. He turned around, he bobbed up the most perfectly weighted kick for Dangerfield and it was curtains. It was such a good moment. He had a really good game and it became clear as the game went yeah. on. Uh, what about Danger? Yeah, I, th- I think, again, uh, Danger had a... He was a really busy, uh, busy game with Dangerfield because of his stature and who he is. You do notice every time he's near the ball and a lot of times throughout the game, oh, yeah, Danger's... Here we go. Uh, yeah, I thought he had a... Yeah, he was really busy, good game, big thumping kicks. He And he was tackling hard as well, which is always good. So he's a, he's a thoroughbred. And if he's uh, applying that, that pressure... You're definitely going to feel it. How'd you feel about the style of the game? How did it look to you? Yeah, uh, so pressure was the the name of the game. Uh, both teams, I think, early early days, it was all about the Collingwood pressure and the Colling- Collingwood centre clearances. Uh, that was a really noticeable difference between the two sides in the first quarter. Uh, and then in the second quarter, um, Collingwood were really aggressive going through the corridor, and Geelong started to defend that really well. They, um, they amped up their pressure and each time they turned the ball over, either through an intercept mark or a, a tackle, they would stream forward in great numbers and, and, and uh, move the ball really quickly so that Collingwood defenders, namely Murphy, um, Murphy and Moore, couldn't set up. And so I thought that was a really, um, really smart move and then it became a bit of an arm wrestle in the third and the fourth. Absolutely, it became an arm wrestle. Um, looking back at the stats, the stoppages were pretty much dead even, which when the stoppage clearances are dead even, it means, you know, what style are your goals coming from? Collingwood is such a clean link-up team. Geelong was doing quite well out of stoppage and contests, like having a contest break things open and they'd surge from it. Um, They did really well. It was an incredible defensive game, wasn't it? Both teams defended so, so well. Yeah, both great defensive teams. Absolutely. So tell me about uh, young players. Got any young players? It's a it's a pretty mature list. It's a pretty mature list. Uh, there's two two young players on the Geelong's list. Uh, first one was Holmes. Yep. So he he was the one who kicked the winning goal. And according to the commentary, I think Daisy Pierce was saying that he worked extremely hard to ki- to be able to support Rowan and kick that goal. So shout out to him. And the other one, I don't think he had a, a massive game by his standards, but De Koning, Yep. That guy is. Like if he's not already elite, he's probably going to be elite next year. Yep, De Koning was rock solid. There yeah. was a there was a contest late. Oh, there might have been ten minutes left, but he really held up. Um, the Geelong press was quite high, and Collingwood had actually snuck out the back, and they got a contested mark out the back on the wing, which meant the whole press had to roll back. Um, and Collingwood they couldn't in time, and so Collingwood kicked. Um, in and De Koning held up. Isaac Smith had clean hands and they whisked it out. Uh, he was very, very good. And I agree on Holmes as well. He clean set of heels. Um, Zach Guthrie for me is one that came out, but he's 24 years old. <laughs> but this is the Geelong list. Yeah, so he's so one in, of the uh, youngest players. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's This is a relative term. Yeah, yeah. young <laughs> is it relative? Yeah, Zach Guthrie is the one that I'm counting. And I thought he stood up all day. He was very clean overhead. Um, had really good run as yeah, well. Yeah, and back. really good bounce as well. And won some key contests down back. Absolutely. Uh, unheralded players? Yeah, uh, so Adkins. Yeah. Tom Adkins. Um, he's sort of a bit obscure. Um, I'm, I wasn't uh, aware of him before today's, to be honest. We are asking... Um, <laughs> 
What's Wojcinski doing out there? <laughs> yeah, Wojcinski clone. Uh, Geelong just have a way of doing this, uh, just producing good, great, good players. Atkins really stood up for me yeah. as well. He, he, in the first quarter, he was one of their best. He kept yep. releasing them out of the front of clearances and stoppages, um, which were causing score, score chains, starting up score chains, and he didn't go away either. He, he was in it as a stoppage rotation all game, excellent game. Any other unheralded yeah. players? So, so this may be harsh for me to call them unheralded because they are stars of the competition, but I really liked Isaac Smith's game. Mm-hmm. So Isaac, he's a, like, I probably say that because I just like Isaac Smith's game in general. Uh, he's an absolute, he's a workhorse um, and, he's, and his work rate, like there's a lot of times where he was the last man in defence and then, then you know, a few minutes later he's up forward um, streaming, streaming forward. So I think I think Isaac Smith plays a really important running running game for Geelong, and he's you know when they're thrusting forward, you know that uh, Isaac Smith's there and uh, helping out. He had an absolute bullet kick in the middle of the ground to Cam Guthrie, who dished it off to Zach Guthrie in a great thrust forward. So I agree, he had a great game. I had Jed Buse, uh, just rock solid. Um, Solved a few problems for them back there, which is what you're supposed to do. Um, and another one, unheralded is a tough term for him. I'd say more maligned for finals football. I didn't know where to fit him in. And he wasn't in... He, he was in the best. It's Gary Rowan, of course. Yeah. He hadn't. Yeah. He kicked, kicked three, took an absolute great mark, a clutch mark. The, can, the, the pack mark? Yep. Yeah, that was awesome. He was excellent, and his pressure was really good all day. So a bit of a monkey off the back game for him. Yeah, hopefully. And and that last goal, that last goal, the uh, the winning goal, that was kicked by Close. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was interesting because Gary Rowan was sprinting really hard, and his uh, spilled mark sort of took Steel side bottom, and then Steel slipped over, and then and then Rowan was just like he's running on fumes, and then he's like falling over. Yeah. He would kind of bubbled it and yeah. was stumbling, but he got the job done in the end. So that reminds me of, do you remember Jack Darling used to have similar malignment um, and he dropped a key mark yeah. Um, yeah. In, and he started poorly in the 2018 granny and he ended up having a really big third quarter. When you're trying to get the monkey off the back, the monkey tries to get back on at some <laughs> stage, and that was the Gary Rowan, yeah, um, yeah, missed mark at the end there. The missed but mark. Credit to him because that was a cracking game, his best final that I can remember. Yeah, I think like you know, truth, truth be told, early days um, he had a shot for goal that was I think fairly easy, and he missed it. And then in my mind, he's like, yeah, classic Gary Rowan. Yeah, um, confirmation bias. Confirmation really. bias. Yeah, but then he he proved me wrong, and he took some pretty clutch marks. Absolutely. Big marks. He's, yeah, such, when he's on song, he's such a beautiful player to watch. He's got everything. That's right. If you can go up and take big pack marks the way he does and also apply the pressure that he does the, with the closing speed he has, um, it's an asset to the team. And credit to Chris Scott to be able to weaponize him. Tell me about the best one percenters you saw in this game. Yeah, uh, so the, the, the one that stands out is the Henry Smother on Ginevan uh, late in the fourth quarter. At the death. At the death, I think uh, if it weren't for that smother, it would have resulted, might, uh, probably would have resulted into a Collingwood goal. So that was a really clutch smother. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when it's that important, 
it's going to be this mother. That's going to be the one percenter of the game. Yeah, I've got one for you, which was pretty damn important. I don't know if you remember the end of the third quarter. Collingwood had a kick inside fifty, which was perfectly to the leading forwards' advantage. We're talking ten seconds left in the quarter, and Stewart's spoil was a Superman spoil. It was it was highlight worthy. It yeah. was so so good. And yeah, that that was that was noticeable. I've got one more. Um, Tommy Hawkins probably had a quieter game by his standards, um, but in that great uh, Gary Rowan pack mark in the third quarter, if you look at the the replay uh, replay again. Tom Hawkins takes Darcy Moore out of that contest and it allows uh, Moore, uh, Rowan to have a clean jump at the ball. And that's why we love Tom Hawkins. I mean, he's an absolute superstar, one of the best key position forwards of our generation. And he's sacrificing his game for the greater good. And that's why he's one of the best. He was perfectly disguised as well um, because he doesn't need to move that much because he's got <laughs> a pretty big caboose. Yeah. And so it was really well disguised. I've got one more one percenter, which is... Late in the game, I don't know if this counts as a one percenter, but it's not any other possession really. Hughes and Stewart were outnumbered, and it was on the back flank, and they managed to break even. And it was such a crucial time in the game because it looked like the pies were out on the open side. They looked vulnerable, so it was just excellent defense. And I think in character for this Cats team, their defense has been amazing. It has, yeah. Who brought the good vibes? So I think Jeremy Cameron's the answer. In the second quarter, uh, the ball was kicked inside 50 and then Holmes is running onto the ball and the ball just would not sit for him. And if it did, it was an open, easy goal for for the Cats. And he was tackled by Jeremy Howe. So it was a goal-saving tackle by Jeremy Howe. And then then we're watching when we're watching the, the TV, I could see Jeremy, Jeremy Cameron went up to him and said, mate, it's all good, we've got it. So, yeah, just just for the best player in your team, just to have your back, is yeah, that's the good vibes. How good is it when a player has a game like Jeremy Cameron does and it's it's everything he touches turns to gold, but he's also doing things like that, uh, lifting up his yeah. um, younger teammates. Yeah, good vibes, Jeremy. What was your goal of the game? So the goal of the... I th- uh, from a Geelong point of view, I, the Jeremy Cameron goal from the boundary for me was... Beautiful. You wanted to say Alex Johnson's? Alex Johnson's, uh, yeah, his banana from the boundary was one of the best boundary goals I've seen. Uh, yeah, so that was, like, I think from a skill execution point of view, that was the best um, from in the game. But from a Geelong point of view, I'll put, say the Jeremy Cameron. Cameron's was a really good response. It was, it yeah. was awesome. Because it was, it was goal for goal, right? Like, like Johnson kicked it from the boundary and then... then uh, Cameron did. Cameron did. Absolutely. I, I have that one as well. I don't, I, of, of the Cats goals, I think that was the best. But I've got a team goal, which would be the match winner. Because yeah. if you go back on the sequence, um, Stewart does a hat kick, which just nearly goes over Cam Guthrie's head. Yep. Cam Guthrie sticks his mitt up and manages to, it manages to stick. And he moves on to Duncan. Duncan gets tackled because the hand pass was a bit offline. Duncan squirts it back to Guthrie, who was really composed, and kicked it to Cameron in an open paddock. Cameron's ability to have space at that time in the game is amazing. 
and Cameron kicked it to Rowan, who ended up getting it to Holmes, who kicked the goal. That's an amazing team goal. Yeah. The amount of things that you need to get right as a team to kick that goal. Yeah. And it's, it's a testament to Collingwood's defence that you have yeah. to do that much. Yeah. Execution <laughs> under pressure at critical times against the most clutch team that the AFL's ever seen. Yep. Footy at its best. Footy at its best. What does this mean for the Cats? Yeah. Again, I think the Cats, we all knew that the Cats were really good. And we all knew that the Collingwood were really good. So this is a, a big a, a big victory. A, a lot of confidence will be taken out of this, um, especially considering it was such a close game. Absolutely. It was such a test to withstand. It really tested their defence. I went into this game thinking the Cats would win because their defence is so good. Yeah. And uh, we all know how efficient they are forward. They have systems that just make sense. But Collingwood... The amount of link-ups they had where you just see clean player after clean player after clean yeah. player, it would be very disheartening to defend a team like Collingwood where it's Pendle, it's one of the day courses to the other one of the day courses to Pendlebury, to someone on the run, usually Lipinski, who's clean as a whistle as well. Really difficult team to defend. They withstood it. Um, and Collingwood are equally a really good defensive team and they managed to negotiate it. It was a heck of a test, the perfect test yeah. to have after a week off like that. Yeah. Um, so do you reckon they can win the flag? Yeah, 100%. I agree, 100%. I agree. Well, what a great way to finish the podcast. They can win the flag. Yeah. How about that? So let's just wrap it up here, but we'll savour it for one more moment. Cheers. <laughs>